At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss in the land of saints and sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the land of saints and sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment, watch it now on digital, rated R. Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler back for the final segment on Steelers Nation Radio. And of course, this is the Steelers Blitz. It's always in podcast format. Wherever you get your podcast at, type in Steelers Blitz, you'll find us. Subscribe, comment, only five-star reviews or one-stars, none of that in-between stuff, okay? We won't play them games. You either love us or you hate us. It's that simple. It's that simple, man. Motsi, we say we go to the tweets here. Only if you're ready to click on that button. I've been stalling long enough. Time's yours. Yes, we timed it up. I do appreciate the stall there. You do a good job of that. The uh, the ebb and flows of when you you know you're bleak as I'm balancing three different mouses Uh and keyboards over here. I know I'm going to throw you the oop, but let me just, I'm going to look like I'm talking to somebody in the crowd. Oh, are you ready now? Uh. Rod Dalla has trivia question of the day for us. Oh, all right, let's get it. What Pro Bowl tight end signed with the Steelers in his seventh NFL season in 2022? That part should give it away pretty easily. Come on, you know the answer. You said Pro Bowl tight end? Yep. Two years ago, free agency. Oh, you, said, you said 2022. Oh, did I? Sorry, yes. 2020. 2020, sorry. So you're talking about sorry. Vance then? It was Vance or Ladares, right? No. I don't know. Eric Ebron. Oh, I forgot. Shout out to Ebron. <laughs> yeah. hey, come on, mate. Shout out to Ebron. No, I know you're right. Yeah. The, the names and the faces and the. But you, no, no, with Thumar was the Pro Bowl. Was that in he, Detroit? He, he went to uh, uh, Indy, I think. Oh, One of the years of Andrew Luck. Got you. Didn't he have like thing. nine touchdowns? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, I didn't know he got into the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Because it was him and uh, Jack Doyle over there. They were doing their thing. Oh, Jack had, Doyle. Yeah, he had the one because he had the thirteen touchdowns or the nine touchdowns. Then we signed him the year. Two it years was two years later? after that. Yeah. But I didn't know he had a Pro Bowl in him, though, man. Shout out. He did. I do remember that. All right, let's 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 look this up so we're doing our due diligence. Yeah, here. I thought, I thought I was like, man, I, was like, I didn't think Vance had a Pro Bowl in San Fran. That's what I was like. Maybe it's Ladarius. So 18, he had a Pro Bowl. 
His uh, first year in Indy. His first year in Got Indy. You. Okay. Where he had 750 yards, yeah. 13 touchdown receptions. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, 66 receptions for 750 and 13 tutties. Woo. I like that. Has he officially retired or is he just a free agent? Um, free agent. I don't. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. I don't think he's officially retired. He's still only twenty nine years old. Yeah, man. The former Tar Heel. Shout out! Shout out! Uh, Rod also wants to know what we thought about Bart Scott's comments as it relates to Demar Hamlin and T Higgins. That was another one of those. It. So Bart Scott basically said that T Higgins did did Demar Hamlin no favors in that situation. Um, I would have to go back and play the quote. To, I don't want to okay. misquote him because this was this was yesterday uh, on ESPN. Um, but basically, he was on first take with Stephen A. And like, I don't want to say he blamed T. Higgins, but he put some of the onus on T. Higgins. Um, and I just that's part of that was part of what played into my. If you heard us at the beginning of the show, gotcha. saying it drives me crazy yeah. how everyone's trying to find a victim in all of this. Yeah, I mean it's football, it's man, football. and. Like I said, I didn't hear his comments. I just kind of look at it like this. The emotion is what makes his comments wrong. If DeMar isn't injured, though, all he's simply saying is T. Higgins, he ain't go down like a, a soft tackle. He drove into him. That's what sure, he's speaking sure. on specifically. Sure. But like we said, it's more so just time and place. Is that accurate? Sure. Yes. Is it necessary? That's the conversation. Kind of like with the Skip Bailey stuff. Right. It's like, you're not wrong, but is it necessary? And I, I think, think that's part of the thing. But when you said, man. That's a line that we should all be yeah. more cognizant of. But it's, it's, it's you know, every, part of, it's part of, the, of the, the day that we live in, though. Yeah. Um, you got to be loud. You got to be yeah. first. You got to be brash. Right. You got to be um, polarizing. I mean, we talk about the social media element of it, and it's more like hyper-focused there. But just in general, in the media world. It's important to have a voice. It's important to make a statement. That's what they teach you. I've been in the same broadcast boot camp that Bart Scott and a lot of them dudes have been in. They teach you that. It's a part of it. So you get it. And I understand why he said, you know, if, like I said, just based off of what you paraphrase stuff like that, I can understand it. Just who Bart is. Sure. He's like that in the sense of he's <laughs> just direct. And sometimes he did it, try and get on a plane and fight Heinz Ward right. once. And, so. and honestly, like, Sometimes it does come off as insensitive, but me actually knowing Bart personally, I, that's how Bart is. It's kind of like when I listen to Peasy talk at times, and I'm sure if Peasy was on a microphone every day, people would look at Peasy and have comments like that because that's just how they're wired. They it, And once again, the football players were wired very differently. And when it's time to articulate that at times also – it's not the best situation sure, either. Sure. So it's just, like I said, just one of those things where I'm sure he'll go back and yeah, if he could rephrase it or say it in a better way, he might. But at the same time, he might not either yeah. because technically, is he lying? And that's the part where he stands on because that's how Bart is. Like, like I said, I know Bart is a former yeah. football player. Yeah. But that's how Bart is. It's like yo, if I'm lying, that's different. But if I'm just giving you my opinion, I'm not going to. Sugarcoat. feel like I'm wrong for giving my opinion when it's being asked on national television. Right. And I think that's, you know, how he handles those type sure, of things, sure. regardless of how it might have the ripple effects off of that. But that's the part where we can't control his actions. We can control our actions. So we try to make sure that we, you know, are a little bit more sensitive about that type of stuff whenever yes. we're making statements yes. surrounding this because it does affect more than just 
you know, those players. It's family members, loved ones. I mean, it's a lot of people that, you know, when you make a statement like that, you don't think T. Higgins is dealing with grief as well? You don't think that that is on his mind as well? Absolutely. Like, that is real. I know people have heard of survivor's guilt. That is also something very real that a lot of us struggle with, man. A lot of us struggle with. So it's like, man, when you make those type of comments, regardless of how valid or invalid, it's just the timing. It's like, man, you don't need to put anything out there to make that kid feel any worse than what he's probably already feeling. Because who knows how he's reacting right now? That's a great point. And I'm sure it's not great for for T. Higgins. and, And let's be real. I'm 34, Wes. I really didn't even learn how to cope healthy until I was out in California early last year. And I'm still working on that type of stuff. So let alone at that age, you talk about a person being able to handle the trauma, the stress of NFL with this. And then you got a big time alumni in terms of Bart Scott, in terms of what he means to the NFL. His voice matters for football players 100%. Absolutely. So it's just a lot that you're dealing with. And that's another reason why when we talk about being a little bit more just respectful or sensitive to how you talk to players, how you approach players. I know you have feelings and I know you have an opinion, but how you communicate that is bigger than just, oh, I'm putting out a tweet. It's bigger than that at times. Here's my 45 right. second soundbite on first take. Yeah. And, and, and that's some of the stuff that, like you said, just as, a, as humans, we got to do better at that. And Ryan Clark went on with Scott Van Pelt. I don't know if it would have been Monday night or in well, the yeah, early it, it hours was, yeah, of Tuesday it was Monday morning. Night and then it transitioned to Tuesday. And yeah, Ryan Clark said very yeah. well along, again, I'm paraphrasing, yeah. but he said, you know, Remember this human element of all yeah. this. The next time you go to tweet somebody because they did right. something bad on your fantasy team, or, or you know the guy didn't make mm-hmm. a play to win the game, just just remember how you feel right now. Yeah. The next time you you kind of proceed in in that direction, I thought that was well said by Ryan Clark. Uh, Wallace, as it relates to uh, Skip Bayless, he says. Just don't give him the attention he wants. Don't feed the trolls. Sometimes the best response to crackpots is indifference. I think that that is very well said sometimes the best response is no response that's because a lot of times these people just want they just want to dig up the reaction and i think well it's not that they that we think that that is what they're trying to do they want interaction they want you to respond whether it's from a negative or a positive standpoint most of the time people respond off of negative so that's why they typically do more of that but yeah that's definitely an approach that i've taken because it's one of those things that you're never going to change a person. And I think that's something that people have to come to realize also. A lot of us feel like, oh, if we just keep saying the same thing to a person over and over and just say it louder or with curse words and stuff like that, that's really going to get our point across and that person's really going to change. But it's like, no, nah, it's not. So when a person is acting like that, you can either feed into it and allow them to feel empowered by that because they're getting that attention that they're desiring or you can just completely ignore them until the point that they realize that this action does not get the attention that they're desiring and they're going to have to change that course. Problem is, for every five or six people that might feel like that, it's going to be another 100 to 200 that are going to want to interact, that are going to want to fuss, that are going to want to try to do that. And that just feeds right back into the cycle. So, you know, as much as we would like it to be like that, that's why the world is the way it is, <laughs> in a sense. You know what I mean? That social media is the way social media is because of that. It's hard to have that many different personalities, backgrounds, and just uniqueness be able to unify on these type of things where such, you know, fluidity is such just 
like f- multiple different fillings gray and games area. that play gray areas. Yeah. Yeah, nothing like hard stance with this. This is what you have to, you know, just have to kind of endure this and deal with this, so to speak. No doubt. No doubt. All right, let's get to uh, some more of these tweets here. We got a couple DeMar ones. We got a couple show ones, a couple random ones. We'll bounce back and forth here. Uh, this is a good one from Rudy. Rudy says, after Monday's show, I was thinking about who wins in their prime a matchup, Moats against Wolf. But then I remembered Wolf played guard. So, same question, but who wins in their prime, Moats or Tunch? Oh, Tunch got me, man. Tunch the man. <laughs> Y'all know Tunch nice. I'm washed. Tunch that dude. <laughs> Shout out to Tunch, man. I like to think that'd be a pretty good battle. Nope. Mm, I'm washed. Tunch got it. Tunch did do a good job against Reggie White. Nope. T- Tunch is the man. I suck. Pro Bowl. I, well, I'm not going to say I suck. Pro Bowl. Tunch, Tunch is the man. Tunch the man. Rob tweets us and says, need to know, does West do his hair differently if the Steelers make the playoffs? Is there playoff hair? I might have to tweet Rob a little picture would you, of this, would you mohawk it? this mullet I got going on. In the, I need to do something, Mozzie. It is super mullety now, Yeah, dude. the hair's really mullety now. I meant to tell you that when I saw you on Ooh, Monday. Buddy. When I saw you Monday, I was like, bro, you're flowing I, uh, back there, man. I haven't gotten a haircut <laughs> since, flowing. like, September, I think was the last time I got a haircut. So it's been a few months. I normally keep it a little bit longer in the first place. So, yeah. Uh, Rob, I joked with my wife that I was going to let my hair grow out until our second child was born in bro, May. you can shake it. Like but, your oh, hair I can, can shake, I can yeah, yeah, dude. My that's, daughter thinks it's hilarious when I, when I shake my yeah. hair. Yeah, um, so I don't know to be to be determined. But yeah, it's 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 on one right now, Rob. That's mm. a, that's a good way. Maybe I, I, if, if I if I don't forget when we get out of here after this segment, yeah. I'll, I'll tweet you a picture of the mullet growing growing in the back for the visual element here. Uh, Steeler Nation nine twenty uh, says or wants to know what Steelers rookie this season, other than Kenny Pickett, do you think has had the most impact? Oh, George Pickens. Yeah, I think yeah. so, too. In terms of rookies, yeah, I'd definitely say George. Um, big play ability, combat catchability, just giving you that elephant or that element of yeah. explosiveness. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, uh, Leal deserves a shout. Jalen Warren, despite yeah, being undrafted, deserves yeah. a shout. Jalen would have been the other guy. I um, but, yeah, yep. I think it's I think it's uh, it's GP14. Who, who do you say, though, still in nation? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, who, who do you say? Who do you say? say? Uh, Steeler Nation also wants to know if Devin Bush would come back on a uh, team-friendly contract, do we resign? I don't even know if it has to be. Te- I mean, I don't think there's going to be a lot of teams that are offering him huge contracts at this point. Is that fair? You said it because you know it. <laughs> <laughs> don't 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 tiptoe around it. We tiptoe because it's Steeler Nation Radio. Mm-hmm. Let's be real. You said it, and you you know exactly why you said what you said. It's kind of like when we say, is that guy a Hall of Famer? And we say, yo, what's the first thing come to your mind? That's the answer. If you got to think about it, eh. Good point, Arthur Motes. Yeah. Good point. But um, in all seriousness, though, man, um, with uh, with Devin, team-friendly deal or not, I still think that you're going to have competition for him, whether that's somebody that you bring in through free agency or somebody that you draft. Mark Robinson's still going to be in the competition. You still mm-hmm. got Miles Jack here. I think that there will be more uh, – intrigued about making sure Robert Spillane is coming here and staying here. I got to look into his contract stuff, but I would say more so Spillane takes more of the president than 55 because at least you already have Mark Robinson who's shown, you know, some flashes and you feel like you can at least build that. But you're going to either draft a guy early or you're going to sign a guy in free agency to just bring him in there regardless, I think, of what they do with 55. So, yeah, yeah, like I said, if it's team-friendly, great. But hopefully for him, he can get the most that he can get wherever it's at. 
But I think they're definitely going to have some type of comp- like serious competition for him next year if he is back. I concur. Last one from 920 wants to know, what's your favorite restaurant in Pittsburgh and what's your go-to there? Now, that's a tough one. We, we could both probably talk about a dozen different places. Yeah, that's definitely the truth. I'll just go with the one that is sentimental. I'll just go to Morton's because that's where me and wifey do anniversaries at. Hey. Yeah, that's like our thing right now. Yeah. It's kind of cool, actually, man. That's like the only thing that we really have that's like a thing. Yeah. It's like, hey, it's an anniversary. Where are we going? Morton's. Let's do it. So I would say Morton's and uh, from there, man, I'm, I'm a ribeye guy, man. Yeah. So yeah, get you are the ribeye. Rib uh, I think I usually get like the. Dang, trying to think, what was the? Uh... <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm trying to think. Did they still have the cheesecake there, or was it now just that molten like cake? Oh, that cheesecake! You know no. Yeah, but they fired oh man. So like I said, shout out to the homies over at Morton's, man. Oh, always treat me nice. Have me feeling real good. Yeah, so for us it's similar. It's uh it's Hyde Park for us. Ooh, shout out to Hyde Park. Certainly. Absolutely. And uh I like the steak Rooney. Ooh, you're a Rooney guy. It's a uh it's a fillet. Yeah. With a little lobster as well mm-hmm. too. You got to surf and turf. You got to surf and turf. Give me the surf and turf, cream it's my corn. Only yeah. only right here on Mr. Rooney's radio station. Yeah, wifey and I love Hyde Park. It's a it's a 20 minute commute yeah. from our house it's nice and easy easy and you to, get to go down to the stadium easy to park there yeah. you know right by pnc park in Accra yeah. shores uh also a big fat heads guy though as we've mm-hmm. as we've laid out on the show here before um man there's there's just so many good ones there yeah. really is i love pamela's down in the strip district yeah pamela's tough Shoot, I, like I like Cond- i like Condot. lamont's great mm-hmm. i like condado in lawrenceville yep. i like roland's in the strip you say it man there's plenty of places, man. See, we got we to go on exactly. there. We can just talk about this uh-huh. for the next 20 minutes exactly. here. Exactly. Uh, Rod Dallas says, Jim Rome is the OG. <laughs> the only thing he used to do wrong was be too real for folks. <laughs> Chris Everett running across the, <laughs> the booth at him. Uh, Jim Rome was ahead of his time. He was a little, him and Mad Dog were a little, yeah. that's a popular act yeah. now, but those two kind of laid the groundwork. They did, and now people follow suit with it, man, and yeah. Oh. <sighs> Uh, that is funny of, how that works, too, ma- too many people follow yeah. suit with it. Thrash tweets us and says, uh, dealt a little bit with what DeMar is going through on a personal level. I had cardiac arrest at home almost five years ago. Uh, waking up to that news on Tuesday morning hit me hard, brought me back uh, to what I felt like when I woke up in the hospital. Uh, I was at the same age as DeMar when I, when I had my accident, too. It can be extremely rough to move on from it, but it also gave me a new outlook on life. Truth. Dang, that's crazy, Thrash. Yeah. We're glad you're here with no, us. Absolutely, man. Um, and that, hey, that is a, a good point by him too. That, you know, it's what, what's the movie? Uh, Fight Club. You ever seen the movie Fight Club? Uh, Brad I don't Pitt, think I've heard of it before. Edward no. Norton. Never seen it. Okay. There's what's a, it about? Did they fight in Fight Club? They fight. Well, uh. I can't tell you because the first rule of Fight Club is you can't talk about. Is Fight that a rule? Club. That's a rule. That's actually the first uh-huh. rule of Fight Club. It's also the second rule of Fight Club is do not talk about Fight Club. Huh. But there's a scene in that movie. Are they talking about Fight Club? <laughs> Where Brad Pitt goes into a convenience store, all uh-huh. right, and he pulls a gun on the clerk. Yikes. And he's like, what did you want to be when you grew up? And the guy says, uh, he's like, you know, he's got a gun to it. He's like, yeah, he's freaking out. What do you want to be? And then he's, he's got this guy freaking out, and finally the guy goes veterinarian. And Brad Pitt says to him, I'm going to come back here in a month, and if you're not on your way to being a veterinarian, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. And Edward Norton's with him and says, he's like, 
screaming at him. He's like, what's the matter with you? Why would you do that, you yeah. psycho? And Brad Pitt goes, that guy today when he goes home, mm-hmm. it's going to be the best meal he's ever had. He's going to wake up tomorrow that the happiest he's accurate. ever been with a new perspective on life. That is very accurate, actually. And sometimes I think in terms of tragic situations, the one one of the few positives that can come from that is it, it man, every, every breath you take, every day you live, you will not take for granted. Yeah. For sure. Annie tweets us, uh, 40 years ago at my first job, we had a coworker pass away and they kept us working. It was surreal and awful. Uh, like everyone else, my thoughts and prayers are with Damar, his family, teammates, and all impacted. There is no good or right way to get through this. Just be kind. I think that's well said, too. Just yeah, be kind. In every facet of life, right? Like kindness can can go a long way for, for a lot of different people. Yeah. That's that's one thing that, that we all uh, need to... Uh, need to practice for sure uh steel nation 920 added uh, appreciate you guys uh doing today's show uh hearing you guys and your perspective way to take our minds off of what happened thank you for everything you do and have done for the fans people uh need to know that all injuries and future quality of life issues no matter how severe uh severe mental or physical yeah it's listen things have changed like Wolf jokes about this a lot, right? Oh, man, things have changed since my day, right? We used to seven practices a day and no air conditioning mm-hmm. and hockey puck cheeseburgers and all the stuff that he talks about, right? There are some things, certainly, that when we hearken back to the days of yore that we might remember fondly. But one thing I think that we do better now than we used to do, Arthur Motes, is, is taking this kind of stuff, the emotion, seriously. Like you, yes, yes. Like you said, it took you to, what, three, four years after the game, from being yeah. retired, from being away from it, before you really started to be able to mentally about, move yeah, on and process yeah. things in a different kind of way. Um, like we were talking about the concussion stuff in the first segment. I mean, just think of where we've come in 10 years for mm-hmm. concussion. When that stuff happened with Sidney Crosby a decade ago, it was, it, was, it was, what's the matter with you? You're soft, you're a sissy, oh, you got some headaches. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, look at the Tua conversation now. Yeah. It's it's and that is positive growth. I would definitely agree, man. That's positive growth. Um, Wallace wants to know from your standpoint: Could they even have realistically restarted that game after the players being idle for so long? As TG said, and <laughs> as soon as he said it, I agree with him one hundred percent because he's right. If they, they wanted that game to start again, man, and the players really wanted to do it, we would have done it. That's just how it goes. Give them ten, fifteen minutes to Li- warm up. Literally. That is how it goes. Keep it moving. When we talk about that, like, psychotic mentality, not really making a lot of sense, but we, like, compartmentalize and it makes sense how we justify it, the conversation would be, bro, we got five minutes, wipe them tears away, we're going to put one of theirs down. Like, that's as cold as it is, that's how you would have ultimately processed through it and went back out there and played, speaking from experience. That's, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, Max Starks this morning said something similar. Yeah. And like, like I said, it's not, it's, y'all don't, people don't like to hear that type of stuff, but that is the reality of how you go out there and yeah. keep playing no, with that type of stuff going on. It's like Max, you know, Max was speaking on this because uh, he was off yesterday yeah. from the show. So he was speaking on this with Wolf this morning. And he basically brought up the point that, like, you know, Max comes from a family of military service as well, too. That's mm-hmm. a, that's important. Yeah. And Max spoke about how, hey, sometimes it bothers me when people compare football to war. Mm-hmm. You know, 
Like, no, I'm with you. He's like, yeah. he's like the band of brother thing and all that. He's like, there are, there's, there's nuances there where Correct. there's, par- but he's like, sometimes we go too far with the, with that. Like mm-hmm. when you really know what happens in the military, he said, but this is one of those instances where it's, you're in the military and, and someone in your platoon gets killed mm-hmm. and you've got to see their dead body there on the ground and you got to keep it moving and go on yeah. to the next tat. Like it's, it can be similar in those regards. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, it's not easy to deal with right. regardless, right. but that is the, that when you talk about the carryover or the commonality, that's what he's referring to. But at the same time, I also understand why he gets upset when people do those comparisons because being from a military family, it's like, we're playing a game. They're playing with, live ammunition and it's not a game you know what i mean so granted we have similarities but the probabilities are very different in terms of what we're risking day-to-day versus probabilities yes yeah and that was kind of his point too but that that is one of those things of like hey who cares what just happened you got to keep moving like that's the expected mentality of it and um Cool. I'm glad the players put their foot down on that one. Yeah. Doug says, prayers out to the Hamlin family. Uh, we all love this sport so much we forget how players are truly putting their lives on the line. Moments like this put a lot into perspective about players' livelihoods. You're absolutely right, Doug. And the only thing I'll add to that is, you know, when the dust from this settles and we move on to the playoffs and the Super Bowl and the Combine and the draft yeah. and OTAs and many – Let's all remember this. Let's not forget this when we get back to right. August and, and September again and, and, and right. another cycle easy, starts. Yeah, because it's easy to acknowledge it right now because we're in the moment. Correct. And that's, you know, We're still in the, after, in the aftermath. Yeah. yeah. The lit one. Lit-lit-lit-lit. Rebecca wants to know, I did a thing. I'm going to the game on Sunday. <gasps> Let's go. Moats, are you hosting a tailgate? Ooh. Personally, you I am not, not aren't you? but but okay. my same group, my Ooh. my band of wow, you know, <laughs> Yins are brethren, you know, my misfits. <laughs> They're still down, same spot, same location. Island of misfit Live. toys. Hey, 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 Red Gold Live Five, five or Red Live Five, hey, right. right diagonal across from PNC, PNC Park, Park, baby. If you looking for a good time, you know my people gonna have it right. Okay, so technically, I am not hosting a tailgate. But my brothers, who I've done the tailgate thing with for multiple years now, they are still holding it down right in that same spot. I low-key was tempted to tap in out there, too, man. I was thinking about it. Just thinking about it. Just thinking about it. But it is, that is where it would be at, though. One o'clock game. I mean, if it was a 4.30 game, I might be tapping yeah. in for a little bit. But yeah. I got to be at the stadium at like 8 a.m. now, although I'm not complaining because it's a 1 o'clock game. It's a 1 o'clock game. Everybody tweet the lit one and let her know where to party at on Sunday. Oh, yeah. Uh, Rod Dallas says, I've been growing my hair since my second daughter was born. It's going on seven years now. If I went seven years without cutting my hair, my wife would divorce me. Yo. Divorce. Seven years. That's a long time. I'd get home from doing this show one day with Moats when we're on, what, like our 12th season of doing Steelers football. That is a And she'd just have the papers waiting, and it would say, reason for divorce, greasy hair. The hair. (laughs) You got the little one, and we got the hair. Cuban Dan says, is Kenny Pickett chasing Big Ben's fourth quarter comeback drive record? I hope not. Let's start to uh, win some of these games comfortably yeah. and take the stress out of it, huh? Yeah, let's start a new record. Let's, let's start a winning by double-digit scores record, man. <laughs> Oklahoma Zone tweets us and says, uh, prayers for Damar Hamlin, prayers for you as well, Arthur Motes. Don't blame either of you for not being in the mood to do shows. Thanks for uh, all you guys doing it, though. Um says for the rookie conversation uh, other than Kenny Pickett give me Warren or Pickens but we all know it's a quarterback lead 
uh, league. All that I'll say is if they give rookie of the year to Purdy, I might lose it. <laughs> he ain't going. It's going to be Kenneth Walker, right? It ain't going to be Kenneth Walker. Yeah, we'll see. We'll you see know how it goes, though, man. We'll they Tyler Huntley's a fourth alternate at Pro Bowl. Strange things have happened. He really, oh my gosh, he really is, like, isn't he? Think about that. Tyler Huntley, we saw Tyler Huntley. We know who Tyler Huntley is. He is a fourth alternate for the Pro Bowl right now. Yeah. And how many games has he played? So Four? Okay. <laughs> so when you ask me, oh, there's no way that Brock Purdy could win Rookie of the Year. Ah. And we do know these things are weighted differently. What you do at the end of the season, uh-huh. the second half of the season means oh, more. Oh, oh, than- oh, and wait a minute, wait a minute. What position does he play also? Quarterback. Oh. And it is a quarterback award. Oh. Much like the Heisman Trophy. Yeah. Even when they take it away. Even when they take it away. Yep. Well, you see, they don't take it away from quarterbacks. They don't exactly. take it away from Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's probably, I was like, you see the difference now. It's the difference. Ooh, last word of the day goes to Cuban Dan. This is a good one. Good tweet for Cube, from Cuban to get us out of here. Uh, he says, perspective is everything. When my father passed away, I realized the hourglass was draining. Since then, I take time to enjoy life more uh, thoughtful in my relationships, travel, and peace. There will be something beautiful that comes from all of this. There will be light. Well said, Cuban. And hey, That's the approach. Absolutely. Maybe, maybe something beautiful alone mm-hmm. is, you know, the charity that DeMar runs here in Pittsburgh. He had the goal of, of raising $2,500 this holiday season for toys for underprivileged kids in Pittsburgh. That number, when I last checked it this morning, is over $6 million. So, there's there's going to be positive positive impact um light that comes from all of this and we uh we hope and pray that that demar is uh of strong enough body to to enjoy the the fruits of all that i would agree i would agree man Whew. but um this has been a good show today, man. It has. You know, everybody, you know, being able to participate, man, get their thoughts, comments, concerns, man, through this process that is affecting all of us. So with that being said, man, make sure you're enjoying the time that we have, man, because we never know when that could be changed because that's the beauty of life. So big time shout out to my producer, Mr. Wesley Euler. Bing bong. There it is. Also, got to give a big time shout out to the Power Grid, the Megawatts. Your participation yep. was flawless as always. Especially on days like today. We appreciate it. On guard. And then after that, man, got to spin the block and give another big time shout out to my partner in crime, Mr. Wesley Euler. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm loving it. Oh, uh, I see. Where you get <laughs> Yo! I like it. Yo. How many different fast food slogans can I fit in as my sign up? Yo, I like it. I would say, but I'm, 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 I'm loving it. And with that being said, <laughs> good luck signing off after that. Say, yo. I, you already know where to find us on your 24 7 home of the black and gold. Stillers <laughs> Nation Radio. There it is. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the wind down tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments 
moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.